0: Normally do the BWI Daily Edition solo on Monday, but I'm always happy to have friends along, and Nate Bowers agreed to join me today after a big game, Penn State-Ohio State 33-24 on Saturday. We're going to talk about some of the things that I think are really important coming out of that Ohio State game, which is, to me, a clear and defined offensive identity for the Penn State Nittany Lions. And, Nate, it is pretty interesting because I really think Penn State has become exactly what they try to bait other teams into becoming and uh this is something you and I have talked about on the defensive philosophy before so can you explain to people what Penn State is trying to do on the defensive side of the ball to explain what the the offense is yeah no it's it's about making teams
1: one-dimensional first and foremost and making that one-dimensionality uh passing the ball right they their their number one priority uh PJ Mustafer said it, everybody says it, like, it's not, this isn't some deep mystery is to stop the run. They want to stop the run because they feel like if they can stop the run, then that limits the options that an opposing offensive coordinator has, right? Like you need to come up with, and it's, and again, I mean, it's what's happening to Penn State. You need to come up with other avenues to run the ball, which means the quick passing game. Okay, fine. Penn State can live with that. Penn State can live with you completing passes. But the primary objective is don't give up the backbreaker. Don't give up the huge play. uh, And then by stopping the run, force your opponent into second and third and long obvious passing situations to create opportunities for splash plays. Yep. Right? Sacks, strip fumbles. Like, I mean... I don't want to steal your thunder because you're the one who came up with it, but literally what Ohio State did to Penn State yep. on Saturday night. Yep. That's and, the whole deal is keep them out of the end zone, right? Like, keep them, yep. keep them out of the end zone, but set up those situations. You can, you can give up a first down. You can give up a 15-yard pass. Yep. Don't give up the backbreaker, and then go from there.
0: Make them drive the football down the field because most college offenses are not able to, stri- to, to, to put together drives of – Um, nine plus plays, 10 plus plays. So that was one thing that struck me on Saturday was that once again, against Iowa, a good defense. And again, against Ohio state, a talented defense, Penn state was methodically driving the ball down the field, uh, multiple drives of 10 plus plays. And it's something that I've been kind of thinking about for the whole season. So I went through and I looked at the numbers and they are surprising for a team that wants to be a quick strike offense. And I kind of set some arbitrary numbers here. So 10 plus plays is a long drive. Five and under is a quick strike drive. So maybe you have to get a first down, but you're setting up yourself for a big play. The splits here are staggering. Penn State, when they want to drive the ball down the field, 18 drives of 10 plus plays this year. That's a that's a staggering amount. And they're actually very good at them because of the the work that Sean Clifford and Jahan Dotson do in the passing game. They've gotten eight or ten touchdowns basically on half their drives, a little over. When they want to get the quick strike, five or under, they have 13 of those this season, and half of over half of them, almost 75% of them, have come with fewer than 50 yards. So they were set up by the defense with a short field and against FCS Villanova. So really, their ability to create explosive plays has been five drives so far this season where they've really actually put it together versus a Power 5 opponent and gotten the ball down the field. This offense, despite getting explosive plays on Saturday, lacks explosiveness.
1: Yep. No, that's... I mean, that's... You... James Franklin talks about it all the time. You if you're a skilled player, right? Running back tight end, uh, less so tight ends, but certainly receivers, You, the, the object is to get you into space and a one-on-one situation. Okay. Yep. And then once you're there, you got to make a play. You got to make yep. somebody miss. You got to make somebody miss. And other than... The Alave touchdown, right, for Ohio State, that's what Ohio State did on Saturday. Is they, Penn State had somebody that was in position to make a play. And Ohio State's playmakers made plays. And not not so many that it became a, uh, you know, this route of a situation that I think that everybody expected, but enough so that, they could put points on the board Yeah. <laughs> which obviously is you know obviously that's that's the objective but like i guess the the point of all that is to, just to say that when parker washington got the ball in space um you know when the tight ends got the ball in space when keandre lambert smith got the ball in space uh and Dotson didn't really you know for as many catches as Dotson had on saturday night like they just they have not been able this season to make the play to 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 make the the sixty yard touchdown. Right? I mean, even even the like the one that is most coming to mind for me is Keandre Lambert Smith's what was it seventy something seventy five yard touchdown yeah. on a bust, on a busted coverage. Yep, right? it was like, it was. I mean,
0: it was as easy as it could be. It was an RPO where he had one-on-one coverage, and the guy just lost, and there was no safety.
1: Like, what other, what other examples can you really point? uh The beginning Dotson of the season. Had, the Dotson beginning of the, the season one at Wisconsin, right? Like, yep. I mean, and this, this is just off the top of our,
0: off the yep. top of our heads. Like, well, there are I mean, five of them. We better remember right. some of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
1: like, they, they just that has that has not been a consistent element of Penn state's offense. And like you, you did the work on Mike Yurcich coming into the season. That's a big part of what he does. That's a big part of, of how those offenses are supposed to operate. And, and I mean, again, like we can go, we can go round and round, but at some point it's up to the player when in those situations, when presented with those opportunities. You gotta win some of them. And yep. and yep. if you get if you get tripped up or tackled at the line of scrimmage as a running back, uh, when there's a, a big hole for you to run through because somebody some guy trips you up, like that's on you to make that play. They, yeah. The the coaches can't do anything more for you in that situation.
0: Yeah, and that the the obvious place that I think a lot of people come back to when it comes to the Penn State offense and the lack of one thing or the other, they would point to the running game, which is a part of this. Plays of 15-plus yards. I said at the beginning of the season, how are you going to run the ball with a hammer and a hammer? Like, there is no... There is no lightning to this Thunder combo. These are the top two rushers in terms of yards on 15-plus rushes in the Big Ten. Kenneth Walker and Travion Henderson. Now, Penn State did a great job. He had 400 yards come in the game. He had 68 afterwards. Penn State, as a team, their top three runners have 217 yards total on rushes of 15 or more yards. They are not generating anything at that particular position, and it's not just about the offensive line. It is about the personnel. It is about the players at that position, first off, not living up to maybe some of the billing, but also their physical skill set. You could see this coming a mile away this offseason. Yeah.
1: No, and, and, and again, I mean, it's not... You're only going to get so many chances where... Everything lines up for you, right? Um yes, there is a responsibility of the offensive line to obviously create holes for its its running backs, like granted. But right. the other team is going to win some of those. Like that's just that's what yeah. happens. And so however however many chances there are in the court, and, and again, like this just this kind of goes back to this fundamental philosophy that a college football game between relatively evenly matched programs is going to hinge on five plays a game. Yep, it, it really is. And so, if you've got one, two, or three chances as a running back, and this is an entirely separate conversation that we can have about how maybe Penn State's rotation of running backs has not helped that situation, but you got to take advantage. Yeah, you, you got to do. You got to do it. And, and you know, I brought it up on the live show, but Henderson's night for Ohio State was all about the the, the long carry.
0: Yep. <laughs> like, that, that was... He and, had two carries was, that were more than 10 yards other than that, I think. Or more than five. Was, but it was
1: wildly damaging. Yep. That one play on Penn State's opportunity to win that football game. Bottom line is yeah. that one play is what the difference was in in that type of a game is Penn State's turnovers, obviously, but also for a defense that was able to hold its own through most of the game, two, three, four plays that just totally upend that trajectory.
0: Yep, and Penn State, and you pointed this out earlier, They their long on Saturday was 36 yards in the passing game. That was their longest play of the day. So between the two, Ohio State did the better job of Yes, they gave up a lot of yards and a lot of drives, but they 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 did not let the big one hit. Uh and if you want to hear what we had to say on the BWI Live Monday recap show of Penn State Ohio State, uh we dive deep into all facets of that and also looking at some big picture things like should James Franklin go into the transfer portal more aggressively? Should this program try to target older players to offset transfers? We get into that. Plus some of the fixes for the running game, there are none. And more on the BWA live show. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. But some big news today, some awesome news, I'm going to be telling every single person I can because Blue White Illustrated has a new home. When you move, you get people a housewarming gift, right, Nate? You got to get somebody a housewarming gift. I mean, you do. It's, yeah. And, it, and guess what?
1: The housewarming gift for Blue White Illustrated Will only cost you one dollar.
0: One dollar. I moved my sister into her new home, so I didn't get her a housewarming gift. But her gift was, I, I, I moved her in. New home for you. Still got to something. <sighs> a tea towel. Come on, man. All right. Fine. Well, anyway, uh, from the founders of Rivals and Two Four Seven Sports comes the next generation of high school and college sports fan experience. It's called On Three. On Three will change the way you follow Penn State sports scene with new technology and a 21st century approach to recruiting. The great news is that what we just talked about everything from Blue Aid Illustrated, what we're doing here, the film analysis that I did, Nate Bowers' Inside the Den notebook about what's going on behind the scenes from Penn State from a big picture perspective. Is the university committed to winning at the way that James Franklin and the fans, most importantly, want that? You can get that information only if you're an insider at On3, and the great news is it's just $1. Sign up in a new place, all the same great content, for uh, to On3 for your first year for just $1, and I'll be putting the link in the description for all of our videos, so if you want to go check out On3 and you want to sign up, the link will be in the video. Check it out and get all this access, gobs and gobs of content for just $1, on the what is going to be the best place for you to cover Penn State uh football, basketball, wrestling, recruiting, all of it on 3. Hockey. Hockey. I you know, if I listed we would be here for 5 minutes with 31 sports.
1: We don't have that much time.
0: <laughs> we don't no, have it. We do not. Because I need to make people mad, which is sure. what's going to happen next. Okay, um, yeah. so I'm going to I'm going to put this I'm going to I'm going to put this back up here because uh this is half of it, right? the running game we covered, the ability to get explosive plays out of more than one facet of your game. But here are the numbers, and these numbers don't come from nowhere. The fact that Penn State does not have any quick, quick strike touchdowns uh, is, to me, indicative of the type of players that they have on offense overall. I I think at this point, you got to say, Jahan Dotson is a, a really good receiver but he's not a game breaker. He's not a guy that at any point when Penn State needs a big play, he's going to be able to break a tackle and go 70. He's going to be able to uh, consistently, consistently do that. Now, he's got great skills, and here is my pitch for what this is. He is a tremendous route runner with great speed and vertical ability, but that requires the entire offense to work. And right now, the quarterback's accuracy is an issue on deep plays and the offensive line holding up for that long. While it's better than it seems, and not enough opportunities for Jahan Dotson to do that particular skill, which leaves open all these other missed opportunities and Penn State becoming what they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just for clarity's sake, there is more than enough room for possession receivers uh, in the NFL. Right. And sure. And so like Jahan Dotson's future is no less bright, but by maybe not having that as an integral piece of his repertoire, but yeah, Penn state as an offense needs to have that. It, it has to be included yeah. in, in what they do. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier. They're actually much better, at doing the thing that they are betting teams won't be able to do against yep. them. Yep. Than other teams typically are. I'm
0: talking in circles here, but <laughs> God, they're the, w- they're the, winning that gamble more times than not because they have Jahan Dotson. Where if they got to go 18 plays, yep. he's going to make enough plays and get them into the end zone eventually, and that has been true. Those it, plays in the end zone against Auburn and all those things, those are no less impactful, but it's just describing the offense's identity this year.
1: It is it is still a winning bet for defenses. Yeah. It's still a winning bet over the course of a 60-minute game that if you are, I mean, look at this. Penn State started with the ball in the first half at their 11-yard line on three of the first five times they touched the ball. Mm -hmm. That, that is, you can't consist. And they scored a touchdown on the first one that they had it, but you, it it is, it is a very, very good chance as a defense that you will be able to force a punt within the first four plays or at worst, give up a field goal in those situations. And so, you know, look like if, if if Penn State is unable to do the thing that it had done so well earlier in the season, which was do that defensively, right? Force teams to yep. punt from their own side of the field, set Penn State's offense up with the ball at the forty-five yard line, right? Like if you can do that all day, your your odds of success are much much greater. But intertwined with that success, uh, and especially important to that success when you're backed up is this ability to 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 break off a big one. And Penn State has just it
0: really it just they haven't had it. It, yeah. it has not been part of their game this season. And and it's not just Jahan Dotson. The reason I bring him up to start is because he is plan A. He is the number one option in the offense. And I went over this again in the film analysis is of two of the biggest plays of the game, Sean Clifford was trying to target Jahan Dotson down the field and the ball never left. So there's only so much he can do. And I'm not trying to say that he's not a good football player, but it is just indicative of and descriptive of the type of weapons on this team. I showed you earlier Parker Washington and Keandre Lambert Smith. Parker Washington is a great, another possession type receiver. I still think he can be a game breaker. I do think eventually his play and his ability is going to uh develop as he matures as a receiver. And Keandre Lambert Smith is the same thing as a vertical threat with the size and length and everything we're talking about here, but he's young. So but, it's just that descriptive of the lots of tight ends. Those guys aren't gonna get you 75 yards on one play. They've had opportunities to, and they get tackled in the 20, <laughs> in the twenties. Right. Well no, but
1: uh Something that I mean I'm, I have no doubt that this is an overlooked point from Friday, but one of the things that I brought up uh, in the three two one that I did was James Franklin talking about Malik Mega.
0: Yeah, uh, during
1: that's, yep his right yep that's that's who that is. Is that's exactly right. And so Penn State has, but Malik was injured in preseason camp got his first two snaps of any action during the Illinois game. He got into the Ohio State game, um, not frequently, but he, he, I'm sure he finished with a handful of reps against Ohio State. If you can continue to develop that, then you can see a, a path forward for Penn State where maybe this isn't the predicament that they have. Um, but, you know, they, they just they just have not had that element, certainly as part of the passing game, but I, I think, as important or more important is the fact that that doesn't exist in the running game because they because they can't do that. It, it changes what defenses have to focus on. And if like anything, anything that's a non-starter, right? So for instance, Sean Clifford being a true threat running the ball in either of the past two weeks. If if you're a defense and you can check that off the list of things that, hey guys, we don't have to spend any time on this, like that changes you. <laughs> it changes that changes what you are as a defense, and it changes certainly what an offense can do. So the, the more options you have, the more things that you can do at a high level, uh, the 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 better your odds are at success. And and Penn State as an offense just has has been very much more limited with fewer avenues to win uh, as an offense this season I than think you, they'd like. For I, sure.
0: I think you put it best earlier this year, talking about the way this offense was operating is it what you just said there. It is a narrow path to success for this team. They have to be good at specific things because they have some limitations and it worked for the first part of the season. But as you've seen over time, that gamble has paid off less and less and to your point, and this is the, the last thing I'll say about this, is you're right. that It's not like Penn State isn't prioritizing speed. It's not like they aren't prioritizing these things or they don't have it. But right now, some of the holes that have developed over time are showing up on the roster. And again, it, it goes back to the larger conversation of recruiting and, and everything else that you talked about earlier today uh, in your notebook. So it, it's an interconnected puzzle that all leads to 10-plus play drives.
1: I just think, I just think that we, we, it's like, I mean, I, I just, it repulses me when people bring up the word excuses in relation to talking about top like pieces of the puzzle that aren't able to play injuries matter. Yeah. (laughs) They just do when you're not at your full strength and it matters to every team. There are a handful of teams in the country that can withstand their starting quarterback going down for any amount of time. And, and so, yeah, the the offensive identity for Penn State already challenged this season and already under some constraints is made even worse or made even more difficult for them to overcome those challenges, uh, you, you know, when... Certainly when a piece is integral as as Sean Clifford is hurt, but even more so when you look at uh, any of his options beyond that being taken away
0: We'll have to see if this offense does evolve going forward because doing so, I think, is a pretty clear sign that they would be a favorite in most of the games they play the rest of the season. So we'll have to see if that happens. And there's nothing that is going to answer that until they step on the field against Maryland. That's it for the BWI Daily Edition today here. Thanks to uh, Nate Bauer for coming on the show. Thanks, Nate.
1: Thanks so much for having me. What What a pleasure.
0: We'll be back again tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out On3.